All right, we are we are recording. I know I know you got a limited amount of time, so I figure we'll jump right into it. Okay. Um, uh, introduce yourself. Yeah, for everyone. I'm Dominic Milton Trot, the author of the Drug Users Bible, uh, for which I self-administered 157 psychoactive drugs and wrote about the health and safety aspects yeah. of all of them. So that's the intro. Yeah. When are you When are you going to put it on Audible, man? <laughs> You I don't it. like the sound of me on voice, would you believe? Oh, you why you got a perfect voice. Man, I just had on some <laughs> I had on some nuclear fusion PhDs from Oxford two weeks ago. And they wrote a book and they're gonna they're gonna put it on Audible and one of them has an English accent and they're gonna have him do it because his voice trust me, people in America will eat that shit up. <laughs> trust, trust me. You gotta do it. You because otherwise people like me. Two ADD, don't have time to read, but I will listen. I'll listen okay. to audio fifteen hours a day. I will. I will listen fifteen hours straight. I can only read for about five minutes straight. I might do a couple of substances and see how I feel, but I really am not oh, <laughs> comfortable. Oh come on! I like to hide behind paper, words, oh, and oh, think about what I'm going to say. I mean, I've only just progressed onto talking to you. No, oh, well, that's a baby step, but I mean. Think about it. These podcasts are going up on a podcast app. So, you know, it went from people watching them on YouTube to now people can listen and it's just audio. That's all it is. They don't know what we look like. They don't know how ugly I am. I'll, I'll double. I'll double, maybe. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> uh, I'm reluctant. Uh, you, could do a, you could do another, uh, you could do another self administration of, uh, of amphetamine. <laughs> And just read through it. <laughs> you do a live cast. to me days ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. But um. Okay. Yeah, man. Let's uh, let's just jump on to it because it it's only one thirty my time, and but I know you have a limited amount of time, so. Okay. Well, I, I had two ideas in mind, sure. um, and I was thinking I was going to have this enormous rant about the media. Um, because the latest reprint of the book has got a section on the media and um, a segment called um, a code of ethics for honest drug reporting because there aren't there isn't a great deal of honest drug reporting mm. and then I thought well actually really I should finish the the AMA that we started last time so I thought mm-hmm. we'd probably do that okay and if, if it sort of starts to get boring or I'm repeating myself, we can we can jettison and go on to the, the rant at the media. Hey, man, I, it's whatever Is you want to do. Yeah. You want me to pull up the AMA? Yeah. And okay. I, I was looking earlier today, uh, where were we up to? And I think we were up to a question by Armstrong's Apprentice. Armstrong's Apprentice, okay. <laughs> Hold on, let me pull it up. Uh, so I don't know anything about I'll just have a look. All right. Uh, this is an if anyone is just quitting is an ask me anything on Reddit that we're going through. Well it would be a reasonable idea to to go through the questions in person. Okay. okay there's, yeah. there's some really good questions there. Armstrong so, Apprentice, could uh could you detail a bad experience either due to dosage or compatibility with your system? Yeah, uh, that's where we're up to. Now I've I've been through this before. Uh, in previous episodes, um, but I thought, well, actually, we'll we'll start off from from this point again because the the, the actual sentence I said there was uh, 
Uh, well, some experiences occurred prior to the formulation of my approach, but not all. Thereafter, there was a common theme and it revolved around complacency. I think this is common. Uh, the tendency is to become too familiar with the use of the drug and thus to take safety for granted. Now, that's, that's actually where most of my errors occurred. Uh, I sort of got so confident and, and, and familiar with with what I was doing, mm. that I became complacent and I stopped following my own rules and started giving it due consideration. I think that's a real danger. I think a lot of people fall because of complacency yeah. with with drugs. So I'll actually answer this one just to stress that point that if, you know if you use a drug that is yeah, could potentially cause damage um, to yourself or, or, or others. Uh, then don't become complacent and force it. Yeah. Um, and it took me a few, you know, I, 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 felt I had a few problems. I, I got bit uh, before I actually started realizing that, well, stop doing this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. do go through the, the, uh, the boring uh, rigor of checking the Ten Commandments, carefully weighing, pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and it will uh, it'll be less far less likely to to uh, to have a problem. Uh, so that was the answer to uh, detailed that's of compatibility with your system. I think she was after, or he was after, the uh, the specific drugs as well, um, mm. which again we've definitely covered. And I, I put here nutmeg. Yeah, I was going to say nut nutmeg. Um, and, and cannabinoids uh, in oh, particular, five yeah. FAKB forty eight and AM two zero zero. Yeah. Sorry, 2201. Yeah. No. Uh, but there are others, I mean, uh, that I had a tarot, I pre, pregabalin, I had a, a really bad experience with. What, what was that? Uh, it's a sort of, it's, it's like a sedative nerve type prescription drug. Um, and I got it mixed up with uh, gabapentin, which is a sister, an older version of it. Um, and that I had too much, and I think I think that was that was just stupidity more than complacency. It was just it's a prescription drug, therefore what have I got to worry about? So, so I knew that's not, not that's extreme, but that sort of gave me overconfidence with the with the dose, um, and it was absolutely. Uh, I can I'll go through in detail later if you want. But it was absolutely mm-hmm. awful. I was here and I was. Thought I was going to pass out. I couldn't sit, sit, sit here to I had to go to bed, um, and I was really ill. Um, and uh, you know, and the next day I woke up and it was too too great either. So there was pregabalin, and then there was um, I think I mentioned mapacho, uh, which is what I had in Vietnam from a pipe. It's a sort of nicotine restika is a sort of type of tobacco from the um, the Amazon, um, and there's a sister of that called Rape, mm. spelt rape, but with a dash over the E. <laughs> <laughs> and it certainly raped my brain, and pun intended. It was <laughs> it was very much like the difference was you, know, you smoke p- my patio, fruit pot, and oh God, awful, and then um, Rape, you, you snort. And there's different types of it. They mix it with other plants, or just this this really, really strong uh, tobacco t- plant, which is 20 times the nicotine content of 
of, of normal tobacco. And, and I sn you snort it, and you're supposed to do the left nostril, I think, first, then the right nostril. And you use a, so you either have a shaman to blow it up your nostril, mm -hmm. or one of these devices. Oh, damn. And what happens with this, Karupi, is you, you, f you put the wrapper powder in there, okay. uh, and you snick that, stick that up your nose, and you, mm. oh, something came out then. And it blows it up your nose. The harder you blow, the more intense, apparently. I and mean, I just give it a good blow. Yeah. And, and it was a bit like a rerun of Patu in, in that I'm there thinking, right, meditate into this, meditate into this, don't let it, you know, because yeah. I, I just could felt myself going. And uh, no, I couldn't meditate into it. It was just, oh no. And I felt like I was going to faint again. I felt my head was nauseous and I felt really ill. And I scrambled upstairs and lay on the bed and lay there thinking, you idiot, you've done it again. Um, and then it went on for about oh, 20 minutes, an hour, before I was well enough to sort of get out of the bed and think, I've got to come down because someone's going to notice I'm, I'm missing and I've done something. He's got and done it again. God damn it, he's done it again. <laughs> he's back yeah, on the mountain. Again. Again. Yeah. So, yeah, that was rapid. That was a pretty bad experience. And I found videos on YouTube of, watching tourists going to uh because they sometimes use it as a a cleansing prior to ayahuasca ceremonies mm -hmm. i was watching one the other night um because i thought it would come up in this interview uh and there was a a guy there that's having it done he was stood there sort of innocently as the shaman was doing his stuff and, and about and so sort of in the corner was sort of guy collapsed on the floor like a dead body. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know what he's been doing. Yes. It didn't look very, very enticing. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I mean, that's, that's another one. If, if, if the drug is called rape, <laughs> I mean, you can pronounce it rape, but I mean, come on. It's called, it's yeah. called rape. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's it, funny, is that little thing you had, that little, for everyone listening, you showed sure. me a little, um, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a little pipe. It almost, I it almost looks like a miniature. I don't know, little tiny like one hitter bowl, but it's something you you snort into. Man, that almost kind of looks like some homemade like like rape whistle, and it yeah. it it's just a terrible it's a terrible irony that you're there's a drug called <laughs> rape and you use a rape with Jesus man. It's, almost, it's the universe well, send you signs like hey, it, it hits you like a bullet. I know. And sort of blow it, it goes straight up because you get the tubes there. And and, and I think I did, I did my right and my left, and I did my left, and sort of my right eyes watering. Yeah. And the and tears about to come down. And I know I've got to do the other one. Yeah. And it's just killed me. Yeah. But I have to do it. So so quickly I get the other thing in there and I, and I blow it in there and then I realize uh, I'm not going to be able to keep on top of this at all because it was, it's sort of really like. You know, when, when I had Mapacho um, in Hanoi, I had this sort of feeling like I'd been sort of, I'd, I'd sort of been breathing the exhaust fumes of a car. It felt artificial almost. And it was a sort of like chemical type okay. overcoming of my sensibilities in a not very nice way. Mm. 
and it had that sort of feel about it for me. Um, and I sort of, you know, as I've done it a number of times, uh, yeah, I'm never doing this again. Um, and, uh, and and I won't Jeez. because I said it was just something I had to to do. I mean, I thought, it, I mean, my patch. I was I was aware that you know people can have a difficulty with it, but Rappé, I wasn't that aware of it. Mm. You know, there aren't many horror stories out there on on Rappé, so I just thought, oh, if I fit this in in half an hour, mm. uh, and then uh, I'll do, you know, I'll be okay for something else. Do something else later, but no, it was, have, it was devastating. <laughs> have, have you ever, have you, um, have you ever done LSA? Yeah, of LSD that comes from like it's in multiple different seeds. I think Morning Glories. It's in. It's in yeah, and it's in uh, San Pedro cactus. Yeah, yeah, I and mean, that's the strongest. Uh, mescaline. Oh, that was mescaline, wasn't it? No, uh, yeah, the LSA is. LSA, I think it's in Morning Glory, yeah. It's, yeah. Had, it's been a few seasons, and, and I've had it a few times. Yeah. yeah, LSA is, it's kind of funny because you can go buy Morning Glory seeds at like Home Depot and literally like grind them up, put them in like lemon juice and water and let it sit for a couple hours, filter it out and drink it. And it's, I mean, it's comparable to LSD. It's but the it nausea. It's, yeah, it it's not nearly as powerful, and the nausea is horrible. Yeah, what did I do? I mean, I knew about the nausea, and I knew it was like LSD. Um, and I think, you know, I, was, I think I, was it the one I scraped the cover off? No, it wasn't. I remember, but I, I didn't find it too bad. Hawaiian baby Woodrow seed. I think yeah, really yeah. Bad. Um, and uh, that's LSA as well. Uh, I think that might be the one I scraped the brown, brown covering off. But yeah, there was like a mild LSD trip uh, in both those cases. And I think this that probably depends on how many seeds you have. Yeah. What I preferred about Hawaiian baby wood roses, you don't need many seeds. Yeah. Whereas the morning glory seeds, you need a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so you, you know, you're eating these. Uh, or in my case, drinking them with water a lot with a cup. Yeah, and it's it's you vomit and muscle cramps, and it's almost just not worth it. No, it's really not worth. It's like it's not even like it's not even like if you really want to do LSD, but you can't find LSD. No, it's literally like it's like one tenth of an LSD hit. <laughs> Yeah, it and was nearly had space. I wasn't. I didn't get many visuals. No, it literally is just like it's like having a terrible like it's like having food poisoning in one tenth of an LSD. It's not. Yeah. It's not where I really don't think it's worth it. It's fine. It's, worth, it's worth bunging in here because if people listening to this they might be tempted that some. Uh, I think it's uh, Morning Glory that some mm. horticultural retailers they. They they actually uh, you don't buy the the actual raw seeds. They've treated them with chemicals to make them last longer, or or anti insecticides oh. and stuff oh. like that. So you know if you if you are actually going to buy these things and eat them, um, you know just make sure that your source is is organic and there's no. Oh, no funny God. business gone on with the seeds oh, because you'll be you might well be suffering a lot more than vomiting if you oh, don't. Oh man! Yeah, 
maybe yeah. that was your problem. I'm looking back at 2015 May, and I'm like, oh Jesus. I was probably yeah. taking in insecticides, pesticides. That might have been the source of some of the issues because I, I know people do have uh, issues uh, with the digestive system, but I didn't have any um, really. No. I can uh, but uh, so <laughs> that might be a factor for some people. Oh. So maybe the thing to do is wash them. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and, and be care- you know, just be careful. No, so. Yeah, the question there. Yeah, so I've had a few oh, uh, yeah. substances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. That haven't been um, particularly pleasing, shall we say? Yeah. Uh, uh, next Stars on skin is the next guy. Yeah. Since you went through the dread and horror, if that were to happen again, I may have answered this already. What would you try to do while enduring it to help yourself? Quick background to my question, enjoy drugs overall, mainly MDMA and coke. Uh, I've had some good times on LSD, as we're talking about. Uh, and weed. Uh, it's left me, uh, oh, and I had more bad experiences on it with weed. Now, that's interesting, he's raised that issue. Uh, because I think a lot, most people, a lot of people are aware that uh, weed is a pretty, pretty vanilla substance in that you can usually consume it with a lot of other drugs but with a psychedelic and commonly with lsd there's not necessarily going to be a bad synergy in terms of biology or, or, or physical issues but there is a synergy that that it can strengthen the lsd trip and vice versa in in, in unpredict, unpredictable ways and i know some people who take cannabis on the tail end to get a boost for the LSD trip but because sometimes weed can come with a sort of uh, anxiety for a lot of people or a bit of paranoia so can LSD Mm. you can actually see the potential there for for bad trips and bad experiences Um, and that that does happen Um, so you know I always recommend that if you, you know if you if you're tempted, you know, hopefully you're experienced. Yeah. Um, hopefully you're prepared um, and, and you know what you're doing um, because, you know, people do have pretty traumatic times mm. while mixing those to weed and, and LSD. Um, what was his question again? What do you do to get through this? Um, what I do, if I'm on a bad experience, and not just psychedelic, uh, like LSD, but that some of the uh, substances I've mentioned is a focus on the fact and keeping in mind this is going to end. Because mm. uh, I think one of the worst things is it's is not knowing, you know, and being in the moment, yeah. uh, which is a can be a, a bad moment, yeah. and, and 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 being stuck there mentally and you know make it a lot worse if it's certainly in a in a, in a bad trip sense. So it's actually focusing on, okay, well, I did my own work. This this lasts this length of time and it's going to end. Mm. Just lie down or whatever you want to do. Terence McKenna says sing. So yeah. whatever, yeah, whatever yeah, you do, way out. Or yeah, whatever you're doing, whatever your route is to sort of how to kind of get out of this thought pattern. Uh, one thing to remember is it's going to end. Yeah. Um, uh, what, what, what would be your... <clears throat> So with certain things, I mean, like, you know, take too much caffeine and you're anxious, you know, 
drink too much and you're, you know, vomiting, those I, I can definitely see where it's like, hey, this is going to end. This is going to end. Yeah. What, what about things like, what about things that like real, even weed, as, as, as paranoid as you can get on weed, it's, there's still a general sense of like, this will end. It feels like it's going forever, but it will end. Yeah. What would you say was something about like a high dose of like LSD or mushrooms where you, yeah. you're not entirely convinced it's going to end. There's that part of your rational brain has gone for a walk. It is, it is telling you like, Hey dude, this just might be reality from now on. Like yeah. <laughs> there's nothing really to do except wait. I, I think if you, you know, you're talking very high doses, yeah. uh, you know, you're talking the sort of uh, heroic dose of mushrooms and and, and 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 multiple hundreds of micrograms of LSD. Uh, I, I mean, at that point, you you, you pass the point of rationality to some degree, and you you basically you know and of 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 your state, and you've lost track of time anyway. Time doesn't. Time is an abstract. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. right. So, you know, hopefully you've landed in a good place. Because <laughs> <No, no. laughs> if you haven't, you, yeah. you're not going to remember that this is going to end. But yeah. um, you, would you sort of? I mean, that's, it's difficult to say. Um, you know, it's only at the very end, the very sort of when you're actually in that space that that you you, you do lose track of you know death's heart to me yeah it's real and it's time exists yeah you know as, as long as time exists for you you can you can actually convince yourself and understand that this is a finite finite experience and it's yeah. in the fullness of time it's a short yeah period of time yeah um, and and that's what i try to hang on to um, yeah. i mean there, there are various sort of remedies for individual um drugs you know some people say that snorting black pepper can can help with paranoid with weed and there's all sorts of you know some some are actually have some merit but some don't uh, but generally speaking for a question like that across all drugs is looking for what do i do well focus on the end focus on it's it's uh it's uh, the fact that it will end relatively soon mm. uh, and try and get out of the sort of you know i know it's hard you know once you're in this sort of it's a sort of spiral of of, of anxiety it's not particularly easy to sort of read about turn but you've got to no. you find something to do or yeah. turn some music on or just just try and get your attention and you know, these weren't back in the psychedelic realm when i'm saying all this um if it's something like i've mentioned pregamelin or, or rapé or whatever all you can do is lie there and, and, and yeah. endure because you're too ill yeah. to do anything else. Yeah, it's, yeah. I See, I've never, I'm kind of lucky in that I've never had a bad psychedelic experience. Like, they've never gone. Yeah. It's, like, it doesn't, sometimes it feels like it's not going to end and I can't grasp time. But the thing is, is I'm in such, like, a spiritual, loving state that, I'm not really concerned. Like if it went on forever, that'd be fine. Like, cause I'm in a, like a heavenly state, mm. but I do remember one time that it, it started to like loop. I'd never had that experience before. It wasn't necessarily good or bad, but it was just, 
a thought loop. It was mm. like, it wasn't so like the thought wasn't even necessarily like, is this going to end or it was, it was just, it was just a random thought. It was almost like, should I go to the bathroom? Yeah, I think I'm going to go to the bathroom. Ooh, I could get a cup of ice water. A cup of ice water would be good. Oh, I just, oh, do I have a cup of ice water? Oh, no, I have an empty cup. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I have to go to the bathroom. I should go to the bathroom. I could get a cup of ice water. It, and it was just this like, but I was almost like, I was watching it go on. It wasn't so much that I was actively thinking it. You know, like I was just, you know, like when you walk the, the awareness room, behind the, yeah. Behind the thought. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you walk into a room and you forget why you went in there, it wasn't like that. It was like I was watching a video of someone walking to a room and forget why they're there. I was just watching this thought loop and it was just like this circle spinning. Mm. And I was like, why is this person thinking about this loop? And then it was almost, it was almost <laughs> like it, it like fell off its axis and it shut off. And then I, and then I went to the bathroom and I got some ice water and I went and laid back down. But it was weird. It was almost like revving an engine. <laughs> like, wasn't working. Like, I'm going to go to the bathroom and get some ice water. I had some ice water. Now I got to go to the bathroom. I'm going to go to the bathroom and get some. It was woo, woo, woo. And then it finally went. That's the only thing I could say was even remotely um, unenjoyable. If that was, I mean, I think it lasted only a couple minutes. But I just remember that was a little, like, odd. But I could definitely see where that could that could be bad because what if it was a bad thought loop? What if I die? What if someone I love dies? Blah, blah, blah. I could see where that's terrible. And yeah, man, I don't, I don't really know how it, how you'd get out of it. I was always on the biggest trip I ever went on. I, I had two cats with me and that helped enormously because you have these two little balls just purring and licking you. And it was just like, nothing could bother me, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've never had a bad. I've not really had any any bad psychedelic trips. I've had a few uh, weed episodes. Mm. Um, I've had the worst on those. Those were far. Yeah, than, than I mean, I told you one last time was the. I think it was the last one. The, the trip to Varanasi in India, where I yeah, we had that. Yeah, that was a that was a bit of a terror terror experience. We're also watching like cremation ceremonies yeah you're watching you sort of crept up. river in india you're like what the fuck am i doing <laughs> just like yeah it's not i mean it's it's it's, it's i mean weed is a really strange drug. <laughs> i mean but if, you, if you think about that like you know if you're too high it's definitely like don't watch a scary movie or you know maybe don't watch the news where it's like war yeah. death like man you were firsthand watching bodies being burned i mean normally i'd be and on the, on the rituals the tuk-tuks are normally yeah that's their normal perfectly, oh, this is how it is over here every, and it's quite fun but you know you get yourself uh you know in, in a sort of that state of mind and anxiety and everything sort of oh my god that was sinister and it turned into a sort of uh prolonged horror movie and it's not the first time. I mean, I've, I've done it in Amsterdam once. Um, and, and, no, that was on truffles. Yeah, I have had a bad psychedelic ride after all. It, it was on magic truffles, psilocybin. And uh, I had a, a box called Dolphin's Delight, 15 milligrams, um, and, uh, from a smart shop. And I, I munched them and went to the Amsterdam Museum which is called the Amsterdam Museum and it, it, it had these pictures on the walls and I could feel the walls breathing you know the standard sort sure, of sure. Um, and then the pictures of the 
walls were these all these old Dutch people from from the golden age in 1500s and and they were starting to become threatening and look like pigs and 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 before too long I realized that oh my god I'm still coming up and and I'm terrified (laughs) and it's just oh god take me back to the hotel room and I had to get through right through the middle of of the town because I think it was staying near the station and and, and, oh yeah so I've had a a pretty bad no, no, these things were traumatic. I knew I was tripping. Yeah. You know, I mean, you just keep that. I'm, I'm on a trip and it's going to end. And none of this is real. I just kept reminding myself and, mm-hmm. and it wasn't bad. But it's still not nice. But I don't think that was as bad as some of the weed uh, experiences where you just, everything you find a sinister yeah. edge to it. Yeah. Um, and I think they were far worse. Um, yeah. But uh, so answering his question, uh, that's the answer to his question. Oh, yeah. what's this one's going? How did you get into this? And what is the common, the most common misconception people have about you? Well, I've already covered why I got into it. It was the ayahuasca uh, thing that I was going to go to, and I thought I'd try a few drugs mm. so that I wasn't totally uh, naive when I got there. Uh, misconception is that. Um, I'm what people perceive because of the media and culture as a druggie. Yeah. Which is, I'm having drugs all the time. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's, uh, it is a misconception. It's not true. Yeah. Uh, well, well I, it, it is true, but it's, we're all druggies. Yeah. Most of my friends have a glass yeah. of wine. I'm not shitting you. Most of my friends probably have a glass of wine, just one glass, probably every single night. I mean, and that's, these are friends that are doctors. Regular drug users. Yeah, yeah. they're doctors. Habitual. They're lawyers. They're they literally are Wall Street investment bankers. They're fathers. They're and they're great people. It's not even like they're functioning alcoholics. They're not alcoholics. They just have a glass of wine with dinner. They really no. enjoy their wine. They are technically druggies. Yes, I'm on more, I'm, more so than me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, drink coffee every morning. You're a druggie. Yeah, yeah. take melatonin. Dr- Druggy. It's it's so it's you what are, they have is, are, is what, what the media are. have told them to, to yeah to perceive about somebody yeah. who takes drugs that are yeah. not sanctioned by society yeah. and it's complete you know yeah. nonsense it really is and, and and so that's the that's the that's one the other one is, yeah. is more that's in real life yeah as well as, as online and in online life their most uh, biggest misconception is that I'm young. Because they don't expect somebody as old as me to be so not sensible. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You must be a dumb twenty-year-old. I must be young. You must be. He must be in his twenties or thirties at worst, because that's that's the stereotypical picture of people who take lots of drugs. Yeah. Um, and and so that's the online misconception that I'm I'm young. Mm. And, uh, and, Next question by somebody who's close to their account called Deleted. Oh, no, his, no, no, his question no. was, any thought on Kraton? Um, yeah. Uh, Kraton, I don't think we've covered Kraton before. It's a, it's, it's a plant from Southeast Asia. Um, and you eat it. 
and it's like it's a bit like an opioid on it's not an opioid or is it no it's it's you eat it and it, it gives you a body it relaxes uh, and it gives you a body relax people I think uh, bodybuilders use it because it sort of relaxes the, the muscles and, and uh, talked about it. not often but sometimes somebody uses very very few but I've, I've read the body MMA uses. fighters yeah um, and it lasts a few hours um, and it's quite it is if you can get the hit. It's it's a very strange strange one. If you can get to the get the right level and the right quality, it is it is nice, um, and and it can have a nice, uh, you know, not unpleasant come down. Uh, but it's a strange one. I think in lower doses uh, give you energy, higher doses relax you, or vice versa. I can't remember mm. off the top of my head. So yeah, the idea is you you pitch the dose and you pitch the particular strain of because there's lots of strain of this of, of this stuff to suit your own individual taste mm-hmm. um so there are two things about it one is uh if you have too much you're going to have a hangover which is like alcohol you know it's not totally this similar to to alcohol and this next morning i've, I've mm. done that and i woke up with a headache thinking oh god you know hangover not felt very well. The other one is the the taste is absolutely abhorrent. Um, I think I, think I tr- I'm trying to remember. I think I tried Kratom once in 2015. Yeah. I remember I got like a little plastic baggie at a at a smoke shop in Athens, Georgia, and I don't remember having any effect, but I do vividly remember that it was terrible. It tasted horrible. Oh, it's, 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 it's impossible. I can't get it down. It's, it's, it's nauseating. It's nauseating. I, I, you literally got to put it in your mouth and just shoot a water bottle. Yeah, and and it's it's really fine powder, and it's really difficult to sort of you stick it in water and it floats. It's not like yeah. you mix it up. <laughs> yeah, you need to put it in like capsules and just swallow it. Yeah, but you know you're talking what for a dose five, four or five grams, three, four or five grams. So it's a lot of capsules. Yeah, like you're having all this stuff, and it's it's yeah. just you know just not very nice to 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 eat. Um, but um, as I said, it, it's you know I, I got a pack of five different strains, um, and I was you know when I was really bored, I think okay, well I'll I'll try one, and and you know quite a few afternoons I turn a boring afternoon into quite a pleasant afternoon. Mm. Um, and but it, again, it's something that you can make habit of, uh, and there are people who, who who consume this stuff far too regularly, um, and and they're sort of addicted to it. Mm. Uh, uh, so, but you know, so it's terribly addictive. But you know, it's there. That's there. Mm. So, you know, it's something not to take lightly. Mm. Um, but uh, so, any thought on Crotton? My thoughts are. It's quite a pleasant plant, but uh, do exercise a bit of caution there and, and uh, beware that the taste is absolutely horrendous. Yeah. Okay. Um, next one. Do you spend much time talking about drugs in your day-to-day life with your friends and family? For example, when I first experienced LSD, Da, da, da. I wanted to talk about it all the time. 
as time passed through, he probably realised that he was boring everybody, uh, coming across as weird. Um, I, what have I put there? That's a really good point, and the answer is yes, I don't think it is limited to drugs, though. It will apply to anything any individual throws himself into intensively. Yeah, I mean, I, nobody's interested in drugs sort of here, mm. which, which is quite frustrating because, you know, it's one of my topics of interest. <laughs> you might say. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's, not, it's not the first time that's happened. I've had other topics of interest in the yeah. past that yeah. nobody wants to talk to me about. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, maybe it's not just the fact it's me. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I hope it's the topic. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think it's particularly the topic. I think it's the fact that, you know, you, you've got to find someone who's interested in the same subject matter to have a good conversation, yeah. whether it's drugs or or football or, or, or anything else. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's heroin like? We did that last time at yeah. Great Length, so I won't uh, call it here's, comfort bubble. Here's a, here's a question I just found. It's from user why you know that have you tried crocodile desomorphine many say it's the most deadly drug known to man if so what are your thoughts crocodile yeah spell it uh k-r-o-k-o-d-i-l desomorphine desomorphine rings a bell uh desomorphine desomorphine is it D-E-S-O? Yes, D-E-S-O, yeah. Morphine. Desomorphine. It's a synthetic opioid-like substance, crystallized. Oh, crocodile. Crocodile desomorphine induces opioid-like action with fast onset. And uh, opioid-like substance, no, I've never actually heard of that. Uh, it's a semi-synthetic opioid, so it's a synthetic opioid or semi-synthetic opioid. Opioids, um, a funny relationship with opioids, um, because I was never that keen on the idea of them. Uh, I'd had morphine ages ago, uh, but in the hospital environment. Um, and I had a few that I thought, well, I'll leave heroin until last, or later on, which was a good thing to do. Um, and then when I'd done heroin, I thought, I've done opioids, I don't really, do I really need to do more opioids? Because there's going to be variants on a theme. And uh, I sort of forced myself to, and these were the ones that I didn't really want to do. Because I did them through, I didn't expect anything other than a sort of, variation on heroin and mm. I did oxy, oxycodone, uh, tramadol, codeine, um, I did uh, I did a few but they were all similar-ish mm. that I came to a point where I said well why would I do any more of these because if somebody wants to know what they're like then you can read one of the existing uh, opioid experiences in the book because there's, there's dozens of, of opioids and I could go through all of them and write the same thing. Uh, so I sort of stopped. So that's probably why I didn't do that one. Because I, th I sort of said, okay, how many opioids do you need to actually cover here to, to give the picture? Mm. 
um, and the message from them all is pretty much the same, isn't it? Yeah. You know, look, they, they 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 produce a comfort bubble rather than necessarily a great euphoric eyes of kite uh, amphetamine type feeling. That's what they do. Um, you can get a hangover. You can uh, you can become addicted to them if you keep taking them. Not necessarily because of the, the chemical properties, but there is that but because of the dependency in terms of alleviating everyday problems. And I think that's what a lot of um, opioid addicts, the issue is that it alleviates the horrors and pains and problems in the life. Of everyday life, yeah. And, 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 and that they need it to, to stop that getting worse. So I, I think though for all of these opioids, there's, there's that, some measure of that in play. So, you know, it was like the artificial cannabinoids, you know, I did all the main ones and I'm thinking, well, there's hundreds of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, how many do I need to actually do? You know, there's yeah. ones, there's, there's artificial cannabinoids that no one ever, ever is going to find now. And do I do it? Yeah. Like, well, no, because I know what it's going to be like. Yeah. It's sort of like AM, whatever, or JWH18. So, and, and just having it for the sake of it, so I can actually say how many this many drugs um it would just be ridiculous and it would just have a, a lot of fat to the book that's not necessary yeah so you know that's why i didn't do you know some of the you know fentanyl i didn't do that what's the point yeah, Fuck that. yeah. yeah. but yeah there are uh, a lot of analogs of yeah loads drugs. of hundreds even and, thousands and, you could find yeah. thousands of things that are pretty much identical to lsd what's the mm. point of doing them all yeah, okay. so, so you, you have the ones that people are actually likely to encounter and use. Yeah. Or something that you might think, well, that's nobody, people want to do that, but it's, it's definitely going to be different to anything else. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to do that so that people understand, even from a scientific perspective, that you want to seek out new, different experiences to document. Mm -hmm. Definitely a degree of that. But if there's something there that's, you know, pretty much identical to that, um, you know, I wouldn't necessarily do it. Mm. It, it wasn't copy-forced used, generally speaking. Mm. So the answer to that question is is uh, is no. Okay, next one. Um, what was your most powerful psychedelic experience? Ayahuasca would be there. How do you recommend your book is used? Do you feel it is a good source? For harm reduction, terrible source for harm reduction. <laughs> of course, it's a good source for reduction. That's what it's for. Uh, so it's written specifically for harm reduction. Initially, it was intended for reference. Yeah. Um, as, as you know, because I mentioned it in the first episode, uh, the original idea was to create a, a spreadsheet. Well, I realised that actually this this is. You know, it's, it's the reason I'd, I wanted a book instead of a, a website. Um, it's difficult to actually get the information and to read the story of an experience mm. if it's if it's not a book. Mm. So yeah, it was it was originally going to be a uh, Excel spreadsheet which would have made it a reference item. Mm. So it came. The idea originally was was a reference book. Okay, well I'm going to have. I don't know. Uh, pick one at random. Um, 
solve your divinorum. So you look it up and you look the page and you've got all the stuff and then you get all the information you need for your salvia and then you, you put it down. Originally that was the intention. Mm. Um, but then I thought, well, I can actually make it readable. And that's when I got more ambitious. I can actually get it so that, you know, each of these little stories, uh, if I can write them well enough, they become interesting. And you can actually follow a path through the book. Mm. And if I actually put a, a general introduction to, to the drugs at the start and, and where everything fits together, and some general rules, and at the end I have a, a section, which is a, lot, a large section on, you know, the law and what to do and what to do if they force you to have a drug test and uh, drug tourism and 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 etc cetera, etc. Cetera. I can actually make this a book that people might consider going through and reading. Mm. Uh, so in the end, I, I sort of tried to write it like that so that it wasn't so dry and cold that it wasn't impossible for people to to sit down and and enjoy doing a few, you know, a few pages here and there and, mm. and sort of actually, you know, or read an entire section, say psychedelics. Yeah. Again, a comparative picture of what all the different psychedelics are like and what the differences are. So, you know, how do I recommend it be used is uh, the question if chew mouse depends on what your preference is. Mm. You know, definitely use it if you're taking a, a drug. And you can go straight to them. I mean, there's an advantage of having to search on Google. Did I just pick the book up and go to the drug? Yeah. And it's all, you know, at least a starting point of what you need to be looking out for. Yeah. Um, so that's the answer to that one. But if you want to read and you like reading, hopefully I've done a good enough job of making it readable that you can do that, that uh, as well. Put it on Audible. Yes. <laughs> Keckle 13, K-E-K-L-1-3. Would you describe yourself as a spiritual person? How did drugs change your overall perception? Uh, I said that psychedelics changed my perception completely. I feel at least to some degree I've disconnected from my linear thoughts, my life narrative, to associate with the awareness behind them. Mm. The fact that you asked the question suggests that you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I could write an essay on the subject, uh, but I'm still exploring. I mean, what, what I've not done is is wax lyrical on on the revelations, because loads of people do that. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not. It's not a new thing. No, and 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 really, I I, I don't know. You know. I don't know enough to to preach on, you know, the nature of reality. I'm, I'm exploring it. I'm researching it. I'm trying to discover yeah. Yeah. the nature of reality and what, you know. So, but to actually uh, give some sort of uh, presentation or speech on what the nature of reality is would be incredibly arrogant because mm-hmm. I don't know enough. Yeah. Um, you know, the more I learn, the more questions I have. Um, but uh, you know, does that make me spiritual? I think it, by you know, I don't. I'm, I'm not religious at all. I don't. I don't believe. You know, I, I don't. You know, if, if somebody tells me, "Oh, you, you've no faith," or you don't believe, I say, "Well, I'm a rational person. I try to discover what things are, 
and what is, uh, just because somebody says this, this and this, or writes it in something, uh, a transcript or a, a scripture or something, and says this is how it shall be, and this is what it is. You know, well, sorry, that's not that's not enough. There's no no evidence there. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I'd, I'd rather discover, and that's what I know is real. Mm. I yeah. think it's good if says don't believe uh, anything you're told, even if I tell it to you. Yeah, even if it's... you know, so that's right. Yeah. You know, I I agree with with that with that, uh, and that's what I try to do. Um, you know, and as I said in the in the response there. Uh, I've um, I'm learning to associate my awareness uh, myself with the awareness behind the thoughts. And the thoughts are separate to who in essence I am. Mm. And uh, I think it was the Ayaporus people say that, that those, those are the senses. Look, I've got a silly tattoo on my yeah. on my wrist. Yeah, which is a, a bird flying the Ayaporus. Yeah, uh, and those are the senses of taste, touch, and the wave above it is said to be thought it's another sense mm. um so yeah i think that's probably right um but uh and uh so i'm, so I'm sort of trying to explore that that area uh yeah. and if that makes me spiritual yeah yeah uh, I, I am but yeah. i'm not religious and i don't have i don't believe anything that i I can't experience and, and see, see, see or hear or taste or touch or, or yeah. some other sense myself. Yeah, and it's, yeah, psychedelic revelations, it's it's often the revelations are highly personable or personal and only, for me at least, only hold value to me, you know? It's, it's like the perfect woman for me is not the perfect woman for you it's not an objective thing so i can't you know i can't say hey it's the best color ever because bill hicks had a, had a saying that just aligns with what you said that oh, he yeah. said he said i am something experiencing the world subjectively oh yeah today young man on acid realized we are all one experience we are all one consciousness experiencing itself subjectively yeah such thing as no no today young man and acid realized that all energy is merely is all matter is merely energy condensed to a slow vibration we are all one consciousness experiencing itself subjectively there is no such thing as death life is but a dream and we're the imaginations of ourselves wow yeah (laughs) brilliant yeah but it's it's it really is kind of yeah we're all yeah it's it's there is no really objective Truth. No, because because we we are sort of in from a we we have a perspective, uh, and that's what we have. And it's like this sort of you know the uh, double slit experiment where you know you, yeah. how can you measure if you are you know you're only measuring the the um, looking at you know, from a particular perspective. And, and so, how did you get on? I don't know what the question was. <laughs> What? <laughs> what was the question? I don't remember, but it's it's I don't know. It's something about psychedelic revelations. Yeah, it? yeah. So yeah, that's it. I don't feel that I I can sort of uh, I don't have the answers. Yeah. All I know is that I'm trying to find them, and that's all yeah. you can do. And again, even if you could find them, it's it's mostly applicable to you. 
Yeah. You know, it's that was it. Yeah. If I, if I tell you I found the best ice cream ever, you might not like it. It's the same yeah. exact thing, but I like it and you don't. So therefore, it's not a revelation to you. So I can tell you about all these revelations and conclusions and and enlightenments, but it's that could be only applicable to me as a white 29-year-old male living in the United States in 2020. Like, it, that might not mean shit to you if you're a, a black female singer in, I don't know, southern Toronto. That might not be, it, you know? So it's the same thing, but it might not mean shit to you. And it might mean the world to me. I, 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 I don't have the answers, but I can, I can suggest some tools. Yeah. Point the and way. I can su- suggest some um, some areas to explore. Yeah, which is what I do with the uh, food yeah. for the psychedelic mind. Yeah, like so great- rather than have a section on this is how it is. This is how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I can provide some some uh, some tools. I can you know, yeah. suggest some tools. Yeah, I like I- suggest some tools, and I can suggest some. Here's some areas you might want to actually look at. Yeah. Uh, to explore. And yeah. That's, that's all I can actually really do. Yeah. Um, like I, I give can't a, tell, yeah. a single perspective. Yeah, I can't tell you what the most beautiful city is, but I can give you the yeah. keys to a car. You can go find it. You can go find it. And but I don't this know. This is how you can get to yeah. just to do it. Yeah, and even that is just even that is just a suggestion. I yeah. used a car. Here are some keys to a car. You might not want a car. You might want to go on a bike or yeah. a plane. So it's it's, it's we won't yeah. be doing that very anytime soon, will we? Coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. What are they gonna what what have they said anything when they're gonna open up uh UK again? No, it's gonna they're gonna loosen the lockdown sometime soon. Yeah, I think in um, a couple of weeks here in the United States. Yeah, it's just a lot of food. I'm trying to not make it a nightmare. But yeah. um, for me, you know, I sort of I'm here almost in between adventures. Yeah. Uh and it, and that's how I've lived for some time. Yeah. And been great. And suddenly I find myself, and I, when I get back, I've always got the next adventure to sort of, well, I'm here for a, a month or whatever. Yeah. So, but now I've got nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've taken it all away from me. I can't go yeah. anywhere. Taking away my toys. Well, they took to, they took, they took, uh, it was San Francisco I was going to, uh, and they took that away from me. I would have been there and, and come back uh, by yeah. now. Maybe it's good though, because you might have get you might have got stranded in San Francisco. That's worse places to get stranded. Well, I have a one of the guys I've had on lives in Indonesia, and he flew out to Florida to visit his daughter. Right, hadn't seen her in a while. I don't daughter-in-law. I don't know, and uh, flew out here. You know, other side of the globe. His wife and his business is back in Indonesia, and uh, he flew to Florida, and then. This was like six weeks ago, and he still can't go home. He was only supposed to be here for the weekend. It's been like 40 days. He's he's like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, So it's, yeah, man. I think that'd have been okay. I mean, our government is flying anybody back. I mean, it's possible to get back from America to the UK. But going over there, I mean, there's nothing. 
you know, when I when I looked online on, on some webcams, I thought nobody in the streets or anything. You know, if I'd have been there, yeah. it, it would have been a bit of a nightmare. So, yeah, probably so I was a bit disappointed that that was that was um, taken away. Yeah, um, but uh, now I just want to. I want it to end. I want to go I again. Want to fucking go outside, yeah, dude. I just want to go to the gym. Yeah, a mile away. I don't even want to go on adventures. I just want to go to the gym. Uh, to the- I mean, we're allowed out. I mean, we're allowed yeah, to. I know. I mean, well, yeah, no, I go outside. Oh yeah, the gym is. is a I mean, the literal. Yeah, yeah, I want yeah. to go to the literal gym, lift weights, yeah. go to the. Yeah, man, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's. it's driving me crazy i know just get it get it over let us go next question my question how did you acquire each drug i'm not telling you that how did you (laughs) test them before use before use for dosage accuracy and test i can't answer it i mean what i answered was uh the the majority of drugs were legal in this country apart from the ones that were specifically named and classified and that was a that was a, a relatively small number. It was the ones that you, people have heard of, cocaine, heroin, da 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 da. But you know, a lot of drugs, all the botanicals, I could import without problem legally, and I'd just go online and I'd, I'd have drugs coming here every day. Yeah. Um, so and it was perfectly okay until May May 2016, yeah. and then I travelled a lot. So acquiring, you know, I went all over. I went to where I'd have to go to get the drug. Uh, testing was always possible because I took my skills with me. Mm. Um, there were exceptions, uh, like even ayahuasca when it was administered by a, a shaman. I don't know, mm. <laughs> but that, I just had to trust the the shaman. Mm. So yeah, I, I, I didn't I didn't shortcut safety just because I was on the road. Mm. Um, okay. I grew up when the techno house scene was at its peak. I loved Gate Crash UK. I've never heard of it. It's a place, I think. Anyways, during the time we had ecstasy and it dropped off the planet, the stuff they do today isn't what was around back then. What happened? Mm. What made it so bad? Well, nothing made it so bad. Um, it's adulterated if it's bad. Um, it's been sold or mix with some other drug, 2CB, or, you know, and it's not what people are expecting. The big difference, um, you know, assuming it is actually MDMA that the, the, uh, the user has bought, is the strength of the pills. Um, they used to be less than 100 milligrams. Uh, generally, that was the going. Now, you, you know, you have pills in excess of 200. I, I got uh, 220 to support some on the, on the road and mm. I checked them out, 220 milligrams, uh, which is which is more, you know, more than you should be taking. Mm. Uh, so that's, you know, the answer to his question is, uh, the drug itself hasn't changed. Uh, it's probably more... Uh, mixed or, or misrepresented drugs are around they used to be uh, and the pills themselves are far stronger than they ever used to be mm. why they're far stronger i not the slightest idea but they they are mm. uh what's the most entheogenic drug experience <laughs> you've encountered uh 
I think much of the time it's influenced by setting setting and <coughs> doors for me personally. Um, MDA, a drug called MDA, which is different to MDMA, was the most intensive. Um, and even though I had a larger dose of uh, MDMA, I mean, it's a very personal sort of feeling thing, isn't it? Empathy. Um, I think a lot of it is, is who you're with and what you're doing and where you are, not just the drug. Mm. What was your favourite? Well, we won't go there again. I've covered that, I think. What's your favourite drug for camp sex? We have covered that, haven't we? Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you, do you use recreational drugs whilst not researched in this book? Are you addicted? <laughs> what do you think of people potentially using this book to start using drugs and then becoming addicted? Basically, wouldn't I be to blame? So mm. it's that one again. Okay. Does he use recreational... Does he use... It's not, okay. Does he use recreational drugs when not researching this book? The answer is no. Um... Go to Amsterdam at least once a year and have some more reading. Amsterdam maybe have uh, a psychedelic experience. It really depends. Yeah. And, in, and in other places, when I'm on my travels, yeah, sure. I had Lassie in November, which was my last foreign trip, unfortunately. But generally, I don't say you're doing drugs now. I'm addicted, no. Um, what do you think using, using the book to get addicted? Um, it doesn't work like that. Um, you know, first of all, I think people who people who, who buy the book are, are, are going to be people who use who are going to use drugs or are using. You know, I don't think people mm. are going to buy a book on drugs, and, and unless they're seriously interested, they're going to do it anyway. Yeah, how did that word here? I don't think it works like that. Anyone considering the use of a drug is already on the path to using them. Indeed. Having read my account of the drug, then they will decide that it isn't for them. Now, you know, that's the point. You know, I don't, I don't lie. Yeah. And a lot of these experiences aren't what they're cracked up to be, and some of them are absolutely bloody nightmarish. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. So they might think, oh, well, maybe I won't after all. Yeah. You know, I'm just providing them with truth. I don't promote or glorify, I present truthful, honest accounts. If they're going to proceed anywhere, I refer back to what I say in the video, it's far better to be armed with tangible harm reduction data than to embark from a position of ignorance. Uh, wouldn't an addict use more than what he recommends, I recommend, in regards to dosing? What does he think of drug users building up tolerance? Well, yeah, the two connected questions. Uh, of course, a regular user will build tolerance and may seek to address it with high doses. Mm. I try to explain that, and I'd give them the dose, you know. And, and what is, you know, if there's a if there's a risk of addiction, I'll tell them. And if it's, you know, there's certain levels and certain problems there, I'll tell them. Um, but it, it's, you know, it's it, the bottom line is anyone who gives help and advice in in this arena to try and prevent people from killing themselves or being addicted. You could argue that they're facilitating the use of drugs, and it's an absolute nonsense. Uh, and the evidence is all around us. You know, it's all, all the you know all this stuff is relatively buried out there. People yeah. are making stupid mistakes on doses, on onset time, everything you name it. Um, it's larger because there isn't somebody saying, "Look, you know, this this is the dose, not what your crazy two hundred twenty 
300 milligrams of MGMA. I mean, fortunately, it's quite a forgiving drug. That example, but you know, use a, use a different one if you like. You know, don't, you know, this is what you should do, and you can always take more, you can't take less, and, and all these rules and sort of uh, suggestions and ideas and, and, um, and information that they need should be at the fingertips and isn't. Mm. Uh, because you know people do are running into problems and it's it is down to ignorance a lot of it yeah uh, so what drugs are we being experimented that leads to users dry that one da, da, da. do you have any addictions see people have this idea we covered a couple of times tonight you know that I should be addicted and I should be having drugs all the time not do you have any permanent side effects uh which scared you the most and, and that you might have injured something within your body or brain um i don't think i've any side effects at all um, yeah. i mean the side effects i've got are psychedelics have, have changed my perspective for the better uh in terms of all the other classes of drugs uh, I don't think they've caused, caused any medical problems, none that I'm aware of. Mm. Um, I've had a re recently had a medical checkup and I was perfectly fine. Mm. Um, I'm fit and I'm healthy. Uh, I'm a bit weird, maybe, but that's not because I've had all the drugs. Yeah. Uh, but so, what's the second part of the question? Uh, have I injured something permanently now? Uh, regarding that question, it's a good one. I think under the influence, any fear was mainly with respect to my mind. Uh, getting back to normal and, and of death. I never thought, oh, I've ruptured my liver or I've done something. None of that stuff at all. Mm. Um, um, I've got to, I've got to wrap this one up in like five minutes. Okay. Um, I was going to email you. Do, you. do you want to do another one two weeks from this Thursday? We could do. Uh, give me a date and I'll write it. The 14th? The 14th isn't a good day. It's my birthday. <laughs> I mean, I was just throwing out a date. I have that whole week free. I have, it's 14th is Thursday, so 13 Wednesday, 12 Tuesday, 11. 12th? Yeah. Do you want to do Tuesday the 12th? Tuesday the 12th of May. Yeah, we won't do your birthday. Not that. Right. I mean, I just I don't know what I'm doing on my birthday. Yeah, I'm hoping right. I'm not still locked in locked in here. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, the unfortunate side effect of being locked here is uh, is my parents are using me for uh for chores that I can't get away from. And oh, I, yeah. So I'm getting texts right now telling me to come down and clear the gutters. So. Get down there and clear the gut. It's still day, <laughs> isn't it? I, know. I don't want to. I want to talk about LSD and ayahuasca, but unfortunately, <laughs> maybe I'll. Unfortunately, you've got to go those gutters on and clean themselves. You yeah. Might. Maybe I can find some psychedelic leaves. You never know what's growing in those gutters. Yeah, seriously, right? <laughs> if I took a handful of that shit and ate it, yeah. I mean, I could, I could blast off. I'd probably just die. But it probably you don't, want, you don't want to be dying. Oh, oh have you done? Um, I'm I'm reading that book, Black Hawk Down. You know, 
you read that book. It was a famous movie, Black Hawk Down. It's Black about Hawk the, Down. It's about the United States involvement in Mogadishu in 1993. Oh, well, no. skip, I'll skip all the important stuff, but they're fighting Somalians. And apparently yeah. the Somalians, one of the things they did is they would chew a drug called cot, K-H-A-T. Yeah, cat. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a stimulant. Yeah. And it's from which from which methadrone yeah. is is uh derived. Yeah. Methadrone of the nickname yeah. of me or me also known as cats. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, that's what methadrones are. Methadrone was 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 the rage here in about two thousand and ten. Oh yeah. And I mean everywhere. Really? Um, more so than M- MDMA. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I think. Was it fourth in the list of most popular drugs and MDMA was third? But it was right up there. Oh, um, and its beauty was that it was it was like MDMA uh, and it was probably a bit more euphoric in my sympathy, but uh, it was short acting. So you, you'd have, have the methadrone and it'd be two, two hours three maybe and, and and then you'd be sort of floating back to normal so um yeah it was hugely i enjoyed it um and, and it was it's also the drug that um caused the, the we have this uh, committee of medics and various people who who advise the government on what was legal and should be legal and not mm-hmm. and illegal and the chairman of that was a guy called David Nutt. And um, he argued that, uh, I think it was that's the drug that made him resign, which is a big thing, big story over here. Because he was basically saying, look, if you, it's just ridiculous to make this drug illegal on its safety profile compared to uh, alcohol, for example. Mm. But I think like, was it, was it that drug he said that you're at greater risk of death by riding a horse uh, could have been I can't remember it was something like that but I think that was the drug that caused him to resign so yeah it was a big drug over here um, and it was it was a nice a nice drug to use in a, in a club context yeah but they made it illegal so you, yeah, you don't see it around anymore yeah apparently the uh, apparently the US soldiers started sorry uh, they hated fighting them uh, they would always do their missions at night because that's when they were all coming down off cat. All right, but but the the, the movie Black Hawk Down, it's it, this took place during the day, and they hated it because all these guys were high as fuck on cat, and they were fearless, and so it was just it made them that much harder to fight. But that's what <laughs> I mean. That's like a rerun of World War One and World War Two when the right? meth, amphetamine, and meth, yeah. yeah fucking that's one of the i gotta go in a minute but yeah that's one thing i always think about it's like it's like what's scarier than nazis nazis on meth yes. <laughs> and it's literally it was like that's there couldn't be more of an insane combination not no. fucking nazis on meth like <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like no wonder, yeah, no wonder that. To be fair, I think it was both sides. Yeah, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. all of our pilots were. I know all of our pilots were on amphetamines. Yeah, yeah, it's easier to point fingers. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, it's just crazy, isn't it? Really? Oh yeah, no, yeah. everyone was on. These U.S. pilots used to talk about fighting in the Pacific. 
ending Korea and stuff. And they'd say, yeah, they'd always, uh, they'd take their stimulant pills and they'd go out to the bars and they'd, yeah, they'd save their stimulant pills. So they, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't do them on missions. They'd save them and they'd take them and they'd go out and drink all night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine? Shit, I would too if it was World War Two, man. You, every mission could be your last. Fuck that. Yeah, I'd be getting high as a kite as well. But God. all right, Dominic. All right, Mr. Trot, Dominic Milton. Nice talking to you again. You too, sir. Tuesday, May twelfth. I will see you. Okay. Have fun cleaning the gutters. I will, not, I will not. But <laughs> okay. I'll see you, man. See you now. Peace. Good night. Bye. Bye-bye.